Hello and welcome to the Walking in Our Shoes podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to showcasing real journeys through our adolescent inpatient wards at Signal Hospital Sheffield. This podcast series is co-produced by some of the young people in our service, as well as some of the parents and carers. The intention behind this series is to showcase the reality of what an inpatient stay on an adolescent ward is like. During each of these episodes, I will be joined by some of the young people from our wards, from some of the parents or carers or some key staff members. The information in these episodes may be useful for young people and their families who may be close to an admission to hospital, or for those who have recently been admitted. The series may also be useful for the wider professional network that works with us in the community. It is hoped that the function of these episodes will also combat some of the stigma that is associated with mental health and particularly associated with being an inpatient in a mental health hospital. So hello and welcome to episode three of the Walking in Our Shoes podcast. My name is Seb and I'm a consultant, clinical psychologist, and I'm the head of psychology here at Signet Hospital Sheffield. I'm also the national psychology lead across all of the CAM services. In the last episode, we heard from Lisa, the clinical manager, as well as two young people about what life is like on the ward of an adolescent inpatient unit. In this episode, we're joined by three guests, an occupational therapist, an art therapist, and one of the young people from Griffin Ward. So let's start off by introducing ourselves. So uh, Maisie, do you want to go first? Uh, Hi, I'm Maisie. I work on Griffin Ward, which is the CAMS Low Secure Ward. I've been working there for about two years now. As the occupational therapist. As the occupational therapist. Uh, Georgia? Hi, I'm Georgia. I'm the art psych therapist that works here at Signet. Um, I work across all four wards, so I walk between the CAMS and the adult services here. Um, I've worked in Signet for just over three years now, but I've been in this post for around six months. Great. And Amber? Uh, hi, I'm Amber. I'm the young person on Griffin Ward. Hi. Thanks for joining us. So I thought we'd start out with t- today's podcast by just, I guess, having a conversation, first of all, about what occupational therapy is and what art therapy is. Um, and then we'll kind of start to focus a little bit about, a little bit on kind of what Amber's experience of both of those things have been so far. So Maisie, I don't know if I can hand over to you first and if you can just maybe explain a little bit about kind of what occupational therapy is and kind of how it applies in in this setting. Um, So occupational therapy, I always describe it or tell people what it is by splitting into two. So you've got occupation, which is how you occupy your time. That can be anything, but everything that people do to occupy their time. That can be self-care things like washing and dressing. That's leisure things like hobbies and what people do to have fun. And productivity, which is like when there's like an end goal, like career, school, things like that. And then the therapy part is if anything stops you from being able to do these things, that's when the therapist comes in and we kind of problem solve. Occupational therapists are big problem solvers. So we try and kind of unpick why you can't wash yourself or why you can't do I don't know rock climbing or leisure or anything um and then help you out and it always is led by the the person who we're helping so the young person might for me young person on cams whatever is interested interesting them or what's meaningful to them we start there and then and help them so in cams um it's usually people's wonky brains getting in the way meaning that they can't engage in stuff that's meaningful to them and then I swoop in and try and help them out with the rest of the MDT as well but that's yeah that's what I do and the end goal is trying to help people be as independent as possible so um, whatever that is that's cooking cleaning washing going out in the community going to school being able to do that with as little help from others as possible yeah great I think that's a great um, description of what it is and I think I've, I've finally learned what it is so <laughs> thank you um, 
So before we come come to you, Amber, I just wanted to quickly just ask if Georgia could do the same for art therapy. Yeah, of course. So art therapy essentially is using art, um, art making and imagery to communicate. So um, it's basically offering another means of communication without having to use your words. Um, I know often we're put in situations of experience things where words just don't cut it, basically. So it's offering another mean of communication. Um, I'm sure you can speak to anybody who can think of a film or a piece of music or an image or something that has really symbolised something in their life or helped them understand themselves a little bit better. So that's basically what art therapy is. Great. Another great description, I think. So uh, thank you both for, for providing those. Um, Amber, I'm going to come to you now. And just, I suppose, I wanted to... So it's, 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 all, it's nice hearing from the professionals about kind of what they say occupational therapy and what art therapy is. But I think it's... I want to know what it's like from, from your perspective. Like, what, what's been your experiences of, I guess, e- either of those things and kind of what, what kind of things have you, have you managed to do with Maisie or with Georgia? Um... So regards occupational therapy, we've done quite a bit of self-care things like to do with like showering and washing yourself and things to do with like washing your body and stuff, um, like anxiety around that. Um, we've also done community exposures, going into the community and so is that kind of getting ready for going into the community? Yeah, get, come out of the hospital and coming out of it slowly instead of jumping out um, randomly and being ah yep um we've done like bullet journaling that was good as well we've done looking after little things and crocheting <laughs> done a few crochet fairs and things like that and craft fairs um that was good as well um again helps with anxiety around people and stuff and yeah that's occupational therapy for you. Yeah. Um, regards art therapy, it's more of writing down and drawing how you feel. That's what I'd say it's like for me. Um, it's different for everyone, though. Isn't it? Um, for me, it's explaining how you feel instead of saying it, because saying it can be a lot harder than it is. Um do you feel that kind of doing it in in that way, just sticking with the art yeah, therapy side it's of things, easier. it's easier? Does it help you? Could be able to express kind of what's inside and what's going yeah. on for you. Yeah, yeah. And I guess similarly with the with the occupational therapy, it sounds like you do quite a few different types of things. Yeah, yeah. Occupational therapy is quite a wide range of things. Yeah, so is so. art therapy as well. Just yeah. Yeah, we try and make everything really fun. So yeah. <laughs> we've gone on, what sort of things have we done on leave? You've been on group leave and you've been on just local leave with me. Yeah. Um, in the community, we've done like things um, that I would do if I was at a hospital to feel a bit more like normal and in place. Um, again, that's helping a lot with the mindfulness in the community and um, being aware of like vulnerability vulnerability mm-hmm. and how vulnerable you can be towards other people in the community we've also gone out and got plants and got some we've been to restaurants and things like that all about budgeting and talking to people in the community like staff members um or just doing fun things that 
teenagers do outside of hospital as well. So it's a real range of stuff just going out and about. So you have we have the the ward timetable, which is I think groups and stuff that's offered to everybody, and education is on that timetable as well. Yeah. But then everybody, including Amber, has their individual timetable, which has their specific one to one. So with OT, psychology, art therapy, speech and language, uh, well everybody, uh, medical drop ins. Um, but then also Amber does has have a lot of um, ad hoc stuff going on as well. A lot of crocheting. Very busy. Very crocheting. busy. Very busy bee. Mm. You're more of an evening doer than what a morning What type of things do you crochet? Um, I'm crocheting a blanket at the minute and animals, a dinosaur specifically. Dinosaur? What type <laughs> yeah. of dinosaur? Um, I don't know. It's just one I found off Pinterest. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and you've been doing the Harry Potter ones as well. Oh yeah, I've been doing a Harry Potter crochet thing. And you actually, you had your own recovery boxes for a while that you like. Oh yeah, I, do, um, I used to do like recovery boxes for other people in the community or in inpatient um, that was helpful uh, for not only me but for them people. So c- can you tell us a little bit more about what, what they are? Recovery boxes are sort of like a package of like sensory self-care sort of products and things and you can add like cute little letters and stuff in them to help them with not only the mental health their like recovery as well. Um, yeah. You, oh. Yeah sorry you gave some of them to people in this oh, yeah, hospital. People in this you? young ward. Um, and then went out and posted some as well to people who had ordered them online. Um, it was quite, it was a really great project you had going on. Yeah. <laughs> I think Amber is definitely very good at getting involved in projects on the ward and independently. Um, one of the exciting things that the hospital does have planned during the summer is we're having an art exhibition, which I will be curating. Um, I'm sure Amber can tell you about the piece of work that they've been putting together already. If you, if you want to explain I've that. been doing an animation and it's gone a bit weird, but it's getting there. <laughs> it's amazing what you've done so far. The thing with Amber is that they do it very, very speedy. They, yeah. they hop from one incredible project to the next extremely speedily um so but you're always very willing to engage yeah yeah and i think it's um it's great so just to pick on on what you were saying georgia so um the hospital's doing the an art exhibition as you say which is and can you say a little bit about what the like what the theme is and kind of what it's what the idea of like a bit about the idea behind it so i thought it would be um, really important to showcase some of the young people's work that we've got here across the hospital. Um, arts are definitely something that are really helpful for everybody here and there's a lot of talent as well. Um, I've tried to keep the theme for the exhibition quite vague um, so it's basically just about you and about the person so that could be anything really it could be something about you and yourself or it could be something that you've made or something that's really important to you so I wanted to be quite vague so that everybody felt that they could be included and submit something. Um, so we're hoping to get a whole range of different kinds of works. Um, yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah, no, it sounds really exciting. And it's, it sounds like you're already on your way to creating something, Amber. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Um, and have you had, um, I suppose, this this is partly just from, I'm curious now, have you had much interest <laughs> from across the hospital, Jojo? We have. Um, I also run groups as well as one-to-one sessions across the hospital, so I've had a chance to speak to people as a collective and hear some of the ideas that they'd like to have and maybe how they'd like to portray them. So 
Um, and then as Amber's mentioned, we've got some moving image in there. And we've also got some paintings. Um, and I'm really trying to push the young people to not be afraid and, and try and make things that might just be more than the standard painting. So I think we will have a real plethora of uh, works. That sounds really exciting. And it makes me think, I think kind of both therapies kind of what links them together in some ways are well they can both be creative obviously but there's something about I think your identity kind of in in both of them and your identity as a as a person and kind of figuring out what that is but figuring that out kind of and how that kind of correlate not correlates that's probably not the right word but how that kind of interrelates with mental health difficulties um and I guess thinking about identity kind of with mental health but also identity kind of outside of that as well and and I think I don't know. It's just, it's just listening to that, this conversation. I think you probably both have a role in kind of helping young people like Amber kind of develop that and develop their own kind of sense of who they are as people. Yeah, most definitely. I think I can speak for art therapy's sake, and I think most definitely with OT, um, it allows people to tune into some of the interests that they have or have once had, and either use it to communicate because it's a strength that they have, or um, show people and learn more skills and learn the value in the things that they've got interest in and, um, yeah, gain some of that identity with that. And also, like, both are therapies and so you're working on things that the young people have difficulty with and stuff that they need to um, work on and and work out. Um, But also, if you're sectioned inside hospital, you're you're still a teenager who needs to explore and, and develop and... So a lot of the timetable or the stuff that we implement in hospitals is to just maintain that, what I would call occupational balance, um, but maintain that, that like growing and learning just as though you're outside of hospital. Because there's quite a few restrictions um, when you're sectioned that means that you can't, that, you know, your freedom is restricted to a certain extent. Um, so maintaining that and helping young people still, you know, get their hair cut in a wild way or go and have an experience somewhere or, or have I know have people come in who give talks about stuff um it's really really important um yeah I think you've definitely um Amber over there has definitely explored identity and grown as a person you seem completely different to when you first arrived you I agree (laughs) can I ask you a little bit about that so when Maisie says that you've you've grown as a person since you arrived um here like in when you look back over your time here what ways have things changed and what way has your I guess identity changed as part of that um sort of like physically and mentally like sort of the way I've looked like I've changed my hair I've changed I've dyed it a lot I've cut it short and I've done a lot more things to towards recovery and I'm a lot better than I first came in it sounds like it's been quite the journey for you. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. also very skilled. I remember when we when you first came and you would do a piece of art and then you'd be really critical of it and you'd, you'd screw it up. You'd be like, oh, no. Yeah. And now you're making project after project, creating loads of amazing pieces and a lot more proud of what, of what you're producing. It's really, really nice to see. Hashtag that's, growth. <laughs> that's really good to hear as well. And I can see, I can see you um, smiling as Maisie's, te- Maisie's saying that which I think is, yeah, it's really nice. Um, are there any any projects that you've got going at the moment, Amber, that you're involved in or that you want to talk about? Um, I've got memory like a goldfish, so I don't remember. <laughs> That's okay. 
that's okay. Um, or I guess throwing that question over to to, to Maisie or, or George, are there, are there any kind of projects? I know we've talked about the art exhibition project already, but any projects that we've got going on across the hospital that you can think of? That I know, well, today I think I've just um, d- dragged you both from the um, children's mental health party that the wards were doing. Um, so, yeah, what, what, what kind of things have been going on across the hospital? Um, all sorts of things go on across the hospital all the time. So, yeah, we've got the, the party going on at the moment. Um, we also usually have some affairs that go on um, that take a couple of weeks or months to, to work towards. So Amber actually gets very involved in any of the fairs that we have. Um, they usually have created loads of crocheted stuff and then sells the stuff. Um, stands behind the stall very proudly of all the things that they've made. Um, and that's a whole hospital thing, you know, everybody, you know, the, the cleaners and the maintenance staff and all the, all the different MDT off all the different wards come. Um, and usually the bees sell out the fastest, don't they? Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And so, um, yeah, we have people queuing up before the fairs even started for your bees. Um, but yeah, and then we raise money for all sorts of things, either for the hospital, um, or, um, for mental health charities often um, chosen by the young people um, we have got a sensory garden that we're making at the moment um, and that's in the process of being made um, it's taken a long time to get that made because of the pandemic um, but a lot of the young people have got involved in that choosing what they want in the garden um, and yeah it's, that's been a big hospital effort and so we're excited to see those things we've come also together. been putting together some of the de-escalation and sensory rooms yeah. across the hospital as well the young people have helped design those and um, paint and decorate those so they've been a real collaborative project and we are in the process of putting together things for our summer school prom um, which is always really exciting time of the year that was a good one last year that was really good describe what happened at the prom um it was nice there was a lot of people but (laughs) it was nice um everyone just went into the main garden area and it was nice to be around and everyone be there and there was also a limo there was a limo there was a yeah. limo <laughs> that was funny did you get to go inside a limo no because they forgot about me oh, <laughs> yeah. so, so what happened at the prom itself then um they had loads of sort of things going on they had like a what's it called that marquee yeah that thing um and they had sort of foods there and a dance area yeah. Um, they had a photo booth, yeah, and I can't remember what else. It was like a checkered dance floor, wasn't there? Yeah, that was um, good. And loads of pizza. They took a lot of photos from it. it was yeah. good. And lots of people had donated dresses and suits yeah. like from all over the place. So, you know, staff just contacting people they knew or the young people contacting people they know. So we had rows and rows of, it was like a, one of the bedrooms was like a shop, a wasn't full, it? yeah. Um, and, and all the young people trying on the, the clothes, um, getting the nice outfit, just like you would for a normal prom. Um, but yeah, it, it was a really good day and everyone looked, and we had um, hair and makeup that came in. Yeah. It, it was a really special day. Loved okay. it. Sorry. Loved it. He loved, he loved <laughs> it. And I guess it, it's, it's things like, like this and the, because unfortunately when people come into hospital, um, sometimes people end up missing out on the things that they would have experienced had they not been in hospital and um, things like the prom or things like, you know, whatever it might be. And it's, it's these type of events in which I think one of the themes that have been throughout this, this episode is trying to figure out, I guess, a sense, sense of routine, a sense of kind of, 
belonging, I guess, as well, but also yeah, developing a sense of identity within that. I think it's it's these structures that kind of help. I guess you guys grow kind of whilst you're here, and it sounds like that's something that you've been able to do over yeah. the time you've been here. Yeah, definitely. Which is really really nice to hear, um, and I think it probably is a a good place to kind of to end and to finish this podcast. So, I think it's it's been really really helpful and really interesting kind of hearing um, from yourself, Amber, and from Maisie and, and from Georgia. So I just want to thank you all for taking part. Um, yeah. Thank yeah. You very thank you very much. Us. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you didn't say oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Thank you for listening to the Signet Cams podcast, Walking in Our Shoes. You can keep up with all the latest episodes on iTunes and Spotify. For more information about our CAMS services, please visit our website at www.signethealth.co.uk.